Today, the BRIC countries are considering adding new countries to the alliance. The UK government is locked in a legal battle about WhatsApp messages. Zimbabwe cracks down on free speech. Japan enacts new policies to try and reduce its declining birth rate. And Russian scientists are accused of treason. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 2nd of June 2023. The BRICS bloc of Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa has called for a rebalancing of the world order and is seeking to challenge US dominance as the country's foreign ministers gather in South Africa ahead of a leaders' summit in August. Speaking at this week's gathering, India's foreign minister said our gathering must send out a strong message that the world is multipolar, that it is rebalancing and the old ways cannot address new situations, adding that the concentration of economic power leaves too many nations at the mercy of too few. One of the topics discussed this week was the potential enlargement of the group. Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, said that more than a dozen countries had expressed an interest in joining, while the Chinese vice foreign minister said, we expect more countries to join our big family. Possible expansion could include Saudi Arabia, Iran, the UAE, Egypt, Indonesia and Argentina, with foreign ministers from a number of these countries and more also attending this week's summit. Exactly what the new acronym would be if these countries joined remains to be seen. BRICS started out as a loose grouping of emerging economies, but has, in the word of Reuters, taken on a more concrete shape in recent years and is viewed by some as an alternative or counterbalance to the G7 and the US-led global order, though its effectiveness is debated. Another key topic of discussion was the potential use of an alternative common currency for trade, rather than using the US dollar. Sergei Lavrov's presence was unsurprisingly controversial due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, so protesters outside the event held placards branding him a child murderer. But more controversial than Lavrov's presence is Putin's potential attendance at the leaders' summit in August. As we covered in an episode earlier this week, South Africa is in a bit of a bind as it has an obligation to fulfil an international criminal court arrest warrant against Putin if he steps foot in the country. So the government is exploring its options. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The UK government is in a legal battle against the official independent inquiry into the UK's response to the COVID pandemic. The key dispute is over the inquiry's demand to be handed over messages from former Prime Minister Boris Johnson and other officials. Earlier in the week, the COVID inquiry ordered the government to hand over pandemic-era messages between Johnson and dozens of other ministers and officials by Thursday at 4pm. But the Cabinet Office, which is the government department that supports the work of the Prime Minister, refused to do so, saying that many of the messages and communications would be unambiguously irrelevant and, as such, would launch a judicial review of the inquiry's demands. Somewhat strangely, this position is held by the government, but not former Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Johnson says he understands the government's decision, but added that he was perfectly content for the inquiry to see his messages and that he'd directly send the inquiry all unredacted WhatsApps he provided to the Cabinet Office. 
In a further twist though, Johnson said as much as he'd like to, he wouldn't be able to send any WhatsApps from before April 2021, because due to a security breach, he could no longer safely access his old phone. It was in April 2021 that it emerged that Johnson's personal phone number had been freely available online for a decade and a half, prompting him to get a new phone amid concerns over the security of his old device. So that's what's been happening in the UK today. Let's move and discuss what's been happening in Zimbabwe. With just a couple of months until a general election, Zimbabwe's parliament has passed the so-called Patriotic Bill that effectively outlaws criticism of the government, raising fears of a potential crackdown on dissent and opposition. The Patriotic Bill, officially called the Criminal Law Code Amendment Bill, introduces a new offence of willfully damaging the sovereignty and national interest of Zimbabwe, which could result in jail sentences of up to 20 years in the most severe cases. A lawmaker from the ruling ZANU-PF party said the law is not meant to curtail the existence of political parties, but it is there to encourage the people of Zimbabwe to love their country and stop denouncing it. But opponents say the law will be used to further clamp down on opposition to the government. The head of Zimbabwe's human rights NGO forum says it is the most draconian law he's seen in the country. The law also provides punishment for those involved in meetings where sanctions and boycotts against Zimbabwe are planned and discussed. Sanctions imposed by Western countries on Zimbabwe for things like human rights abuses and corruption under former President Robert Mugabe and his incumbent successor have long frustrated the government. Zimbabwe goes to the polls on August the 23rd to elect a parliament and president, with incumbent president Mungangagwa seeking a second term. If you want more content like this from TLDR, then make sure you check out Nebula, where each week we release a roundup of what's been happening in Westminster in our series This Week in Parliament. Yesterday, the Japanese government announced new plans to try and reverse the ongoing decline in the birth rate. Following seven years of decline, in 2022, the birth rate fell to its lowest point yet, something that only confounds fears that the population is declining and ageing. This is obviously bad news, as it means there are fewer people of working age and a higher number of people who are dependent on support from the state. To try and address this, the government has announced that it will spend 3.5 trillion yen, the equivalent of about $25 billion, in an attempt to address the problem. As part of this plan, parents will be given a monthly allowance of 15,000 yen, or about $107, for each child aged between 0 and 2. This will be reduced to 10,000 yen for children over the age of three. It's worth noting that this scheme has been expanded to include children in high school. Additionally, parents will now receive the payments irrespective of household income. The Japanese government is hoping that these measures will reduce some barriers to having children and, in turn, start to reverse the decline in childbirth. Today, three scientists from the Kristianovich Institute, who worked on the hypersonic missile program, have gone to trial over allegations that they have committed treason. It's not clear exactly what they've done that may have constituted treason. All we know is that the Kremlin has stated that they face very serious accusations. The trial itself is marked as top secret and is closed to both the press and the public. In addition to concerns about the secret nature of the trial, some are also worried about the health of one of the elderly defendants. Since his arrest in June last year, the 76-year-old has suffered two heart attacks and has subsequently spent some time in hospital. Making matters worse, 
doctors have not given him medication that was prescribed to him by his physician. Colleagues of the defendant at the Kristianovich Institute have issued an open letter in which they claim that their colleagues were patriotic and innocent and that they had turned down higher paying jobs overseas in order to dedicate themselves to serving Russian science. In the letter, they added that in this situation, we are not only afraid for the fate of our colleagues, we just do not understand how to continue to do our jobs. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss a new blood test that can detect more than 50 types of cancer. This finding has come from a major NHS trial, which correctly revealed two out of every three cancers among 5,000 people who visited their GP with suspected symptoms in England and Wales. In further good news, the test actually pinpointed the original site of the cancer in 85% of cases. The test works by essentially looking at distinct changes in bits of genetic code. Ultimately, more research will have to be done on this, but it's hoped that this will continue to prove successful and will be able to be rolled out more widely. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because every day we have an extended daily briefing over on Nebula and we need your help. Nebula subscriber or not, we'd really appreciate your feedback on what kind of content you'd like to see from the extended daily briefing. In the description below, we've included a short Google form and we'd really appreciate responses from you. To help you get an idea of what kind of content we have over there, today Rory quizzes me on this week's news. I don't even know what that means, no, but I is don't it some kind means. of be funny, funny 1960s John yeah. Lennon wit that I won't understand? <laughs> She's knocked unconscious, but still mm. won. I think we might have to write our own quizzes going forward, Ben, with this There one. was certainly less than last time. <laughs> yeah. In the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing, only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.